fantastic. So this is our first episode, officially. You excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, so, what have you been working on this week? I've been working on a lot of research on Liches, the classic D&D monster. Indeed, I imagine you have been, considering your new branding change, I guess you could call it. Something's in the works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had to research a lot on Liches and go to different editions about them. Um been reading a lot of people's concepts on lichdom and the process of which to reach it how to possibly cure it or just funny stories about liches out there are you sticking within like the D&D universe or are you branching out to other um other fantasy uh, worlds, I guess you could say, to see how they handle undeath and lichdom. Well, I found uh, a page about liches on TV Tropes, the website, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of sources about different like versions or people that could be constru- construed as witches. Witches or liches? Um, liches. Excuse me. Uh, tongue twister there. I'm sure we're going to make that slip up a few times. Maybe. Um, but anyway, there's like actual like Russian and Slavic mythologies about people that are almost quite literally textbook definition lich, like undead, intelligent being that requires souls to continue on. Like Rasputin and Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. Although Vlad was the Vampire, yeah. Dracula. I had to research that too for my Curse of Strahd game. Um, but I've been reading a lot of stuff. There's a lot more liches in places in TV shows and books that people think. Um, oh yeah. And it's a very popular, uh, topic for horror and fantasy. Oh yeah. Although I still think the one, one of my favorites I've been reading about so far, there's two of them is, um, the Lich King from Adventure Time, um, really good villain just for a kid's show in general but also just well designed has a complex and deep like backstory it's a adventure time is very silly but that's like one of the few very serious characters um in it uh he has like this famous speech he does to finn that really just if you go back and listen to it the first time he fights him i would love to use it for one of my games it'd be amazing um but the other one there was this uh it's technically i guess you could call it a fan fiction but it's not a fan fiction for any before you go into that you can't you can't say lich king and not mention the most famous lich king in all of gaming you mean world World of warcraft Warcraft. yeah what a badass character (laughs) i actually um Played as the uh, which we call the Death Knight from mm. that game, and it was really fun. I just got stuck on a few missions because I was really young at the time. Where there's like this mission where you play like this little like spirit orb, and you have to like fly around like the town collecting yeah. things. And I always got lost, and I can never finish that character. But I think gro- by then I was using a plugin, this basically GPS for quests. So it gave you a little arrow to follow. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't uh, I didn't have the know how. Most of the time, I would just. It's um, hilarious how you're like, oh yeah, back when I was a kid, and I'm just like, I was not a kid when that came out. <laughs> I think I the first time I played a Death Knight, I want to say I was twelve. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, I, I know me being an adult would only make you a few years older than you, but like. Yeah, I'm, it feels I'm, 20, like I'm 22. I'm not yeah, that we old. We are eight years apart. So. So you, every time you just, you mean, you're, it's not that you're young, it's that you're making me feel old. It's just funny because every time I go and apply for D&D games on like LFG Reddit or something, they're always so surprised I keep mentioning I played second edition. Like that's 
usually you don't see someone my age playing older school games I mean, like I'm, that. I'm 30 and I've never played second edition. <laughs> yeah, I just I have a varied like background when it comes to tabletop. I've never played 3.5 or 3 either, so I played one game of 4E. It was kind of fun. It just wasn't actually like fantasy. It was more like a superhero kind of thing. Oh, uh, I played one way. game of 4E when I was learning, but uh, it was online. It was fine. It was one session. Hmm. It, was what, it was a bit much for me, though. I like the simplicity of 5E, although I'm now considering 5E to be too complicated for my liking. <laughs> Most people would consider 4E very much like a video game-ish kind of thing because you like you yell your attacks, but I always get like anime vibes from it because they're always yelling their moves and saying certain things. It's like a Pokemon saying its own name again and again, you know? Ruh-roh. Simon is saying it can't hear me. Hmm? I can hear you. No, I know you can, but Craig is saying that he cannot. Well, there's no way to find out until after, so we'll just continue, and then if I'm not in the recording, oops, <laughs> you get to okay. talk to yourself in the first episode. No, we'll just re-record. Sure, let's just put a moment of silence real quick so you can edit it out. Yeah, we'll just beep. That'll give me a nice big chunk to zoom to. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> headphone warning. My bad. <laughs> After the fact. <laughs> it's the best time. To it's already too late. <laughs> anyway, um, I've just been trying to put my mind into how a, like a like a lich thinks. You know, just all this research has to do with. What's the main motivation behind a lich? Are they do they have to gather souls to live, or are they just seeking infinite knowledge? Um, sort of both. There, it, it seems that depending on like the original intention, some people become liches on purpose, some become liches on accident, uh, some are forced to become liches because they did of uh, reasons. Um, and there's all kinds of definitions. There's there's the regular lich. There's the demi lich, which is the uh, just a floating skull. Supposedly, the lich's consciousness consciousness is flying out in the astral planes. Um, without, and then some liches believe that's a de-evolution, and some believe that is the next step. So, really, depends on your research and all that. Um, of course, you have Bale Norns, which are a Forgotten Realms elven lich. Um, that has decided to forgo uh, eternity um, in the afterlife with Coralon Rilorethian and all that stuff uh, to either guard or protect some sort of treasure. Or in the cases of Eberron, Bale Norns are basically left behind to guide the future generations of elves. Ooh. So... Uh, so Wait, so with our racial? Hmm? Are you saying that there's a racial a racial difference between liches? Some different... Because some... if elves make one kind of lich, do only humans make traditional liches? Um, it depends on how you go about it. It's all... it's From my research so far, it would seem that the intent behind the lichdom is what sh shapes what kind of lich you are. For example... There's a type of lich called a bound lich, or otherwise known as a chained lich, which has gotten their power from some sort of entity, uh, and many people that they consider themselves true liches think that bound or chained liches are not true, because they got like a war lich or like a yeah like a war lich. It could be like a warlock kind of flavor, sort of like the undying patron warlock. Um, I would see very could end in like lichdom but most of the time those liches are kind of conformed to what their patrons thing is a lot of times someone will go to orcus the i believe he's demonic possibly devilish uh god of undead um and just corruption and some few other domains depending on what 
version you're playing. Um, I'm just going to go on a limb here. Uh, from just the art I've seen, I don't know what the true canon is. I don't care. I'm going to say Orcus is a demon. Fuck you. He looks like a, a demon. Um, At me. Twitter. At other than that, there's, yeah, sometimes racials, um, racial differences can cause different liches. There's even an account of a dwarven lich creature in Faerun history that skin became hard like rock and was gray its eyes looked like emeralds oh badass um and yeah so like that was a very dwarven thematic like thing which is funny they're very short-lived creatures so um goblins um so it actually said that most intelligent races have the option to become liches or have the ability to become it. Although uh, more shorter are lived, goblins considered an intelligent race, though they are sentient. I've always been one that believes that you should consider monsters when you're thinking stuff. Like, yeah, the adventurers they took five, they took like twenty gold to go clear out a goblin den, but you know. Yeah, you might think they're monsters, but they're also really just people that haven't had a chance to be welcomed into society at the same time. But fantasy, they we need scapegoats for fantasy, you know? Fair enough. Uh, so goblins, being as chaotic as they are and as short-lived as they are, often are not found to be capable of pursuing lichdom. But just like every other case in D&D, there's an exception to everything. You could come up with a character concept or a story about a goblin lich. I know I did. So. Is that your lich? Is he a goblin? No. Um, my lich has got a rather complicated story. Um, it's It's gone from me making a character to basically just making my own world centered around him. Uh, but th- it's all just kind of like a pet project. I don't actually need to create a mythos for him. But the whole point of a lich is that there is an epic saga behind the journey they took to become one. So I should make a story in case somebody wanted to ask. Also, it helps me create comedic content that if I were to present as this character, more devious to subtle... I would um, just spit out histories and things like it's presenting the character, presenting the the brand, if you will. Speaking uh, of your lichiness, I've got a couple pieces of art that I'm I'm currently directing uh, mm-hmm. for your project. Thank you. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, but do you, you want to sneak peek at one of them? Sure. Get your reaction live on mic. So if it's bad, you're going to make me look real bad. We'll just restart the episode. I'm joking. <laughs> nope, nope. We're, doing, we're going at it. I'm perfectly okay with looking like an ass. <laughs> so... But yeah, oh um, I'm super, super nervous. But well, uh, I wa- originally was going to present to you with this, um, with all the all the pieces together. But I figure I'd give you this one and then show you the next one, which they're both cool. This one's cooler, but the next one's more important. So here is just like a mock-up of it. You sending it to DM? Yeah. I gotta open this up completely to see the full thing. It looks like it. I I like this, especially because it, it had the symbol I, I drew all in there. Well, it's like the symbol you drew. I modified it a little bit to make it look a little more. Yeah, no, it looks like an arcane sigil. It, this oh. this looks like the symbol that you would see when. Um, you're looking at gods in a setting and that would be like a symbol that they, the clerics and stuff would use as that symbol reminds me of that a lot i like it it's like a bronze coin or do you imagine this is more of a plate kind of it, thing it's copper and it is, it is a coin 
Um, I sort of imagined it with the artist as sort of the uh, like the lich's phylactery slash fairy coin um, was the way we talked about it. A phylactery? The coin is the phylactery? That's how we talked about it. It doesn't have to be your canon, but that's how we talked about it as we're making. Um, I, I'm kind of imagining like he just took all of his gold and converted it to copper and has like this giant vault full of copper and that one's just in there somewhere. And I love, I know that you love gold. But we decided on copper and turquoise as a color scheme. Uh, because yeah. Turquoise it's... is the perfect color for necromantic magic. And copper um, is a much dirtier metal. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, chemically, it's a much cleaner metal because it has antibiotic properties. But um, sort of romantically, it's a, considered a more dirty metal. We use it to to transport water and refuse. It's It's not oh, pure oh, yeah. metal it so it definitely fits the decay and the the lowness of a lich more than shiny gold you know what i mean oh yeah for, for sure and copper is you, know, you mentioned the uh sanitization methods of it yeah he, he might release a, a plague out there but he'll still tell, tell people like hey can wash your hands uh there's you a know. couple bigger images of it but uh discord is like you're, you're foul you're too powerful yeah, you'd, you'd have to share it to me through Drive. But you know, I love this a lot. I like this, and I'm going to be using it as a as a um, profile picture everywhere. That's the, the the intent. So if you open up um, the Miano, mm -hmm. uh, I threw together a quick. Uh, will it let me put this? Yeah, here it is. Whoa. A shirt of, of it as a shirt, yeah. Is that like photoshopped, or did somebody make that shirt? <laughs> it's photoshopped just very well. Oh, I was like, I that I I would love a shirt. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll freaking throw down money to buy a shirt with that right now. <laughs> uh, so I figured you could have merch available with that on it, like ready to go out of the gate before you launched. Like, is there you have you have merch done already? That's the thing. I wouldn't want any shirts made until there was actually orders being you don't made. You don't have to make them. You could do... There's many um, services where you can... People can order them and the company will make them on demand. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So you have zero cost up front, but in return, they take a percentage of each sale. I imagine so. fair. I mean, if yeah. they're doing all the, all the work and taking all the risk. Mm -hmm. oh, so... Tell me, um, what did the sigils on the outside translate to? I imagine it says something. Uh, it does. Uh, it, uh, and you'll have to figure that out for yourself. You're, you're gonna make me decode it. I'm gonna make you decode it. All right, I'll I'll do that. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe afterwards, so I'm not mumbling into yeah, the microphone. Right. There's there's, it's the art is very purposeful. So you'll notice there are twenty symbols around the coin. Mm -hmm. um, and they translate into something in English, uh, but the reason I had her put 20 symbols around the coin is that later on, if, when you have some capital, you could get this coin manufactured into a D20 spinner. Mm. Oh, wow. I would yeah. never be able to think ahead like that. Dang. <laughs> That's pretty good. With like a resin skull and some, and the the, the rune painted in with glow, glowing, mm -hmm. so that it glows in the dark, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, it's a D two and a D twenty spinner, and it's your phylactery rune thing. Like it's it's perfect. It's perfect for your brand since you're doing D and D stuff. Mm -hmm. I. I like this. I, I tend to go a little overboard. With I, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's I. I don't. I've been having a blast working with this artist. Wait till you see what she's working on now. You're gonna love it. Oh man. Are you working on like a depiction for more devious? Uh, not yet. Uh, right now we are working on an illustrated version of your logo. Okay. All right. Um. Also, one interesting thing about liches, they don't have regional effects. A lot of monsters have regional effects of their layers. For some reason, liches just didn't. And I thought that was odd because you have things like app, like a beholder um, 
things get really trippy in, in a certain mile radius of a beholder's layer. Like that makes rock, sense. Rocks start becoming like weird and amorphous, impossible shapes, and um, just crazy. Just anything that an aberration can do, they have. And I've figured, like, well, shouldn't a lich have like regional effects? It's a major undead power that takes root in an area. I mean, you just know. because book doesn't say it doesn't mean you can't make it so. Yeah, and I had found a few that seemed interesting to me, like dead plant life makes sense, and like poisoned oh, yeah. poisoned water, sick animal life that has like necrotic flesh, sleeping fog. Come on, I I love fog, but I've been playing, I've been running so much Curse of Strahd that fog as a as a mechanic like a is describing fog. You're getting a little waning, it's waning a little bit on me. Because yeah. there's only so many ways you can describe how fog like rolls in creepily. That's totally fair, but still, it's a lich's layer. There should be fog. Come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Most of it, I think, what I'll do is um, like unnatural darknesses, that kind of thing. But no, I have very devious traps. Like I'm, I'm already sort of in my free time working on like a dungeon idea. So. This is under the concept that adventurers will like get to him, um, but they get they open up to those like this big throne room, right? And a few blocks that they step on will like fall through the floor. Like, ha! You you thought you had us. And he says, "Oh yes, you dodged my trap." And as they got closer, the entire floor, everything except for the throne that he's sitting on, is like a false door that falls open. There's no way that they can escape it unless they have certain things like feather fall, grappling hooks, or whatever they can do. But what they don't know is when they get to the fall to the bottom, they'll meet them there, and there's like a very large battlefield, right? And a gift shop. And the Yeah. the, the <laughs> I, was thinking of, I, I, was, I was thinking of putting the, the gift shop in the, the lobby. <laughs> where the phylactery is going to be or where yeah, i think absolutely. the phylactery might be the gift shop it's it's got it's got like it sells these coins right mm -hmm. but one of them randomly is the real one but yeah those, they all just look like cheap knockoffs because they're all just copper <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly so um when they get down there's i don't know the certain dimensions of it but there's gonna be a battlefield that uh, first of all is just gonna be like lit and littered with traps Ooh. Uh, second of all, I just want you to imagine this. Um, so, did you ever watch the old Pokemon animes? I watched the first three seasons. You know how sometimes when they get onto like a battle area, like the land will like rise up and like separate oh, them from yeah. the rest of the people. Yeah. Think, think like that. There's just like this gigantic platform. It's an, it's a, it's an arena. It, it's an arena, except it's the only thing standing in this void. Except the rest of the void, up to the level of the battlefield, is full of skeletons. Oh hell yeah, just bones and skulls, and, and they're they're like, all they're. You, you they're, watched Critical Role, right? The first season yeah. where they went in no, that crypt. I haven't, I haven't oh, seen that. But go ahead. There's just they went in this one crypt and they had spoilers to by the way. This, Yes, it's what four or five years ago. Come on, guys. Um, they had to walk across this sea of bones, mm. uh, and it started grabbing at them and trying to pull them under. It oh, was yeah. the, the way Matt Mercer. It was the most horrifying thing. Like, he's a genius. Essentially, the way this fight works is that it's a bunch of um, and the skeletons are all animated. That's just how strong this guy is at this point because he's the last lich. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really strong. Powers of the previous liches. <laughs> yeah, really strong. So basically, there's just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of like skeletons standing on each other's shoulders, ready to crawl up over this thing. And they're only going to come out a few at a time because that's how little he believes in these people that are fighting him. That he doesn't go all out at once. Um, <laughs> so it's endless mode. It's it's it's, it's it's survival for it's survival mode for the fucking party. Event, yeah, the only way they can stop this onslaught of skeletons is to kill him. <laughs> so it's the party killer. Because where is he? Lich, he's he's in there fighting them. Oh. He's 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 on the battlefield with them. He can actually leave whenever he wants to. He's just looking for a little bit of fun. It's a boss fight. It's a, it's a boss. Yeah. It's a pre-boss boss fight. It's like when you encounter the boss halfway through the dungeon and he teases you and knocks you around a little bit and then flies away. Mm -hmm. 
Except he'll be there fighting the whole time. It's um like he'll fight to the death. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Um now he'll oh, start he, playing he, tricks when he gets yeah. to <laughs> now he's not actually gonna be worried if he reaches zero health because in one one D ten days he reforms. Right. The only the only way he'd be worried is if somebody was about to take out his phylactery. Yeah. So um, he's just gonna appear in the gift shop and you greet them on their way out as they finally climb out. And be like, I would, I would say if players actually bothered to go look through the work, the the uh, gift shop, I would give them a fairly good chance of accidentally picking up the actual phylactery instead of like 100%. a random. I take them roll a d10, and yeah. like on like on a five, they actually get the real phylactery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I, I, I thought like rolling um. Like a 1d20 or 1d100 and they roll a 13 they get the phylactery yeah sure whatever you want the odds to be yeah uh, but yeah um so essentially the only way now a cornered lich is a he's the more dangerous one yeah because that's when they're pulling out all the stops they're like summoning black holes they're stunning and killing your friends and like sucking up their life essence and or they'll kill your friends and like raise them as death knights to fight against you and so now you have to oh, deal with they're so badass they're such exactly i i gotcha. love them so much um I'll, i just love like the concept of undeath necromancers have always been like the coolest characters to me just they're not often that I can use them because a lot of people don't like the whole minion mancy aspect of it. Yeah, so I've actually been thinking about that a lot for Journey, um, for uh, specifically the Sanctum setting, mm-hmm. where I am going to have a Necromancer class. And I'm, the way I'm thinking about doing it is that um, instead of it being hordes of undead, my Necromancer is going to slowly as he levels up be able to build more and more of an undead creature so he'll start with something as simple as being able to reanimate a hand or a head and have the head talk um but as he gets like levels up some of his higher level spells let him put legs together and then the final spell lets him actually animate like a a a servant a full servant Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's equivalent in power to another player so it, essentially, his utility is that he adds another player to the party to do battle. So you get like a favored undead construct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and and whatever they're building towards, they would choose early on. So if they wanted it to be a dog, or they wanted it to be a human, or they wanted it to be uh, whatever, as long as it's within their height, it has to be their height or lower. They can't mm-hmm. resurrect things bigger than them. Okay, I like it. But uh, yeah, I thought I, that was- I would probably that'd be the first thing I'd probably want to play in your uh, game if, if I ever get to play in it soon. Yeah, so you could uh, you'd upcast like your original spell um, to be like you normally you'd be able your first spell would allow you to like imagine mage hand, but it's just like an undead hand. It's just mm-hmm. it's just like either a skeleton hand or a fleshy hand. Oh, so you're talking like a crawling claw? Uh huh. You upcast it to mythic level, and, it, and suddenly you have ten of them. <laughs> oh, a herd of crawling claws. Right, that's that's how it would work. Or a swarm, I guess they would classify it. Yeah, I guess it would be a swarm. Hmm. Have you heard the? Have you seen some of the mythology behind crawling claws? No. Uh, I have a lot of research left to do. Some of the stories I've seen is like they're made from the hands of a serial killer. Oh. Yeah. That's some dark shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll go that far. Which I think I'm pretty lighthearted. Which makes me think, like, the I don't remember if it's the Munsters, the Adam family, but, like, you know, they have a crawling claw that goes around. The Adam family had the the thing, right? Was that, was that like, no, that was the guy covered in hair. No, that was Cousin It. Oh, yes, see. The thing is the hand. I... I wasn't around to watch all those, unfortunately. I, I just know go. I know of them because of popular culture. Thank God for iPhones. Uh, uh, Adam's family and name. Thing. I was right. Thing. Yeah. Thing. God, I haven't seen that show since I was fucking like four or five. <laughs> 
I just learned about it a few times. I have only seen a few episodes if they were on like, uh, I want to say the Hallmark channel or, or somewhere else that I watched it when I was smaller. It was such a such a great show. I think I was watching it on Nick at Night when I was a kid. This, hmm. this before you were probably born. <laughs> I, I remember Nick at Night. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just yeah, I, I it wasn't it swim by the time you were around. I just wasn't interested in any of the stuff on Nick at Night. I was like every other kid and was staying up past bedtime to watch Family Guy. Nah, I didn't like that stuff. I, I watched Nick at Night stuff. I'm weird. Oh, I will <laughs> say I don't like that stuff now. It hurts my brain. Yeah, <laughs> Family Guy, South Park, all that. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I was with yeah, a, I, I had a, I had a roommate. <laughs> I had a roommate that would fall asleep to listening to stuff like Family Guy and South Park and all that stuff. And me being me, I have to pay attention because if it's on, I want to see the end. But it was also melting my brain at the same time. And I did not actually care to watch Family Guy or South Park in its yeah. entirety. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally uh, understand that feeling. Mm. I do that to myself sometimes. I can't fall asleep in pure darkness, but if, but whatever I'm watching has to be just interesting and or just not interesting enough for me to fall asleep. Because if it is a f- fraction, a hair over that line, I won't. Mm-hmm. Sleep. I have to finish it. I usually have music on when I sleep. I can't. I try. But yeah, I can't watch like NCIS or any of those crime shows and stuff when I'm because I want to see who's like the murderer. Yeah, it's even if it's something I've already seen a bunch of times, if it's good enough, I have to finish it. Mm-hmm. Stargate is one of those things. Every few years I watch the entirety of Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, uh, Stargate Universe. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just I end up staying up most nights because. Oh, yeah. I can't stop watching it. When I started The Witcher show on Netflix, I watched it like in one sitting. Ooh, that's one I'm struggling to get through. I keep restarting it over and over. I never get past the first episode. I always fall asleep. You just got to set aside time, watch the whole thing, and that way you can say you watched it. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm going to need to do because I keep putting it on at night and I just end up falling asleep because I just don't think it's interesting. It's definitely different. It's come, I mean, even the author says it's not like my books, but if you like Witcher, you'll like it regardless because it's Witcher. Never played the game. I never played it. And that's probably why I don't connect very well. It's because I've never played the game. I don't know the story. And I was, I had high expectations for the show. And while it looks gorgeous, the first episode just doesn't grab me at all. Hmm. I've tried three times now and I've fallen asleep every single time. I'm easily entertained. <laughs> so um, if you, you got a cool show, sure. Also, Henry Cavill. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, it was, that was the main draw for the show. <laughs> uh-huh. It's Superman. Let's watch this. Hell yeah. And then it was just like, oh, I mean, yeah, he's hot, but like, <laughs> I feel bad. He apparently was like on like the verge of just death when he dehydrated himself to make his body look as cut as it did. Ah, uh, yeah. The things people do to themselves for mm-hmm. for these shows is insane just the the suffering for art like staying up to 48 hours to work on a new module you but like why i just i wish people didn't feel like they had to do that i mean we stay up for days at a time working on campaigns you know all right that's fair but we want to does he want to do that or is he kind of being pressured he wouldn't do it uh, i mean i guess so that's hollywood but yeah nobody's pressuring up us to stay up till six in the morning writing shit like there's there's no one beating on our doors you gotta get that campaign done <laughs> yeah that's i'm that's why i'm glad about this milano or Miano. oh uh i say Miano, but I, it's it's milano Milano. Oh, you got a singular picture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know you got a trans. I didn't know you got the transparent one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad about Milano. Shit. No, I have this amazing, and I'm telling you, this girl is amazing uh, artist. And I'm trying she to figure out how to download it. There $10 it a pop. $10 a pop. Is what she to, that was, this was $10? She's a fucking steal. She's amazing. And she's perfectly happy with it. I've offered her more. She's happy with the $10. So I'm like, okay. Like, she'll do five. 
she'll do five for 25 for me maybe plug her account in the uh, description I, I don't want her too busy then she won't have time for my stuff uh. <laughs> no um i do plan on bringing her into my server uh, once we get your project done once she's not busy with your project, I do want to invite her to the server and be like, "Look, these people will pay you for stuff." Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bring bring yeah. more uh, art, more money towards her. I'm downloading this and putting it everywhere. Thank you. Yeah, you. That's your new avatar. That's all yours, man. But uh, what I was getting at with Milano is, I'm glad for like the the deadline things because it helps me stay. Like, I, if I feel guilty about it, I'll do it. You know. It helps me too. Yeah, that's how I'm able to get journey stuff done. And granted, on one hand, it's really nice to have a break right now while I'm waiting on a couple of designers to finish some stuff. <laughs> but like, also, I every day I'm just like, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not getting anything done. Like, it's mm -hmm. driving me crazy. Oh yeah. But I I need the break because I went hard for like two months on Journey, like every day. Mm. Yeah, um, I see some of like the. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I no. just I've I've seen a lot of your announcements, and I uh, some of it I don't understand. Like some things, I would just have to see the final product. If you ever have any questions, the discussion—that's what the discussion chat's for. Just like, well, so it's having people ask me questions and question what I'm doing helps me think more about them. So, I would just need to see like basically a write-up of like the basic rules, so I can look it over and see just how the game operates on a. You know, usual basis that's the next step so once the illustrator uh, is done with the hero image and the designer is done with the character sheet uh which he just sent me a mock-up and i gotta write some notes back tonight. But, um once those are done then i'm gonna go hard into writing it book style right now it's mm -hmm. just a layout like an outline of of concepts mm -hmm. i'm gonna start writing it as a book soon like a rule book uh, okay then, then i'm gonna start passing out to people and be like read this Ask me questions. Like, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's wrong. What doesn't make sense? What's confusing? Oh, help me so, make this what were you about to say? Oh, uh, if you're gonna use the coin as an avatar, I recommend using the one with the black background and making the coin uh, have a nice thick black ring around the edge for contrast. Not the transparent. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't use the transparent one. Uh, I would use the transparent one for Discord because Discord is the only thing that lets you use transparent images. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Everything else, I would use the one with the black background to make sure the coin isn't taking up too much of the circle. Less is more. Like my yeah. server avatar where it's not up against the edge. Give it a little breathing room, it'll look better. They don't need to be able to read the, the symbols. As long as the arcane, it looks very like arcane sigilish and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they'll get the, the general gist of it in a small form. All right, I'm going to make a new folder, the last glitch here for, <laughs> gotta, for, for my an organizational stuff. Got to get a Google Doc running for or Google folder running for you. Or if you make one, share it with me and I can pop stuff in there. Okay, I'll do that. I just had one for my computer just so I could have like a backup if things ever, you know, Google like shuts down randomly for no reason. Yeah, because that's going to happen. If Google shuts down, we got bigger problems than losing our files. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're talking nuclear annihilation at that point. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, that's also fair. <laughs> oh, so when I... Uh, it's, actually, it's actually smaller than the Discord-like thing. So I, I had to like zoom in on it to center it to make it uh, fill up the whole thing center it oh you mean yeah. just a whole thing uh yes because it's not up to the edge so that makes sense um there you go it should be my thing now yeah let's check it out how does this look talk uh type something in a in the private message It's showing up for me. Yeah, that looks good. It looks really good. I just I like the the, the shine on it too. Yeah. I'm yeah. honestly gonna be like I was just like, hey, I came up to her, I was like, look, my buddy, I'm doing a thing for him. Well, he, it's this lich thing and I wanna make like uh 
I don't know, like a coin with a rune inscribed in the middle. And she, we talked about it, and she was like, well, what if it was a skull with a rune carved into the skull? And it's like, that's dope. Yeah. And I was like, what if it's instead of a skull, it's a piece of bone carved into the shape of a skull? Mm-hmm. And then embedded into a coin and she was like yes let's do that <laughs> i'm trying to imagine like the, the only piece of bone i can think of that'd be big enough to work like that would probably be like a shoulder blade of some kind or a rib i mean it's just it's a coin so you, you know think two inches oh. around so oh, it's yeah like, yeah could be a femur <laughs> yeah just like cut and then like polished to where the, the honeycomb structure is not there anymore and we're doing something similar with your logo, where your logo is going to be made of, of cut, carved bone. Hmm. I There's like more I, to it, but that's the basis of it. I just love like undead. Yeah, stuff. it's, it's just super undeady. Wait, wait, super cool. Oh man. Um. I guess. What are besides like journey? Like, is journey the only thing you're working on, or do you have any? Uh, yeah, Journey's my main focus right now. Um, I can't wait to be done with version one so I can launch it and then start working on Sanctum. Because that's where my heart really is right now. It's I, I want to start building out the story and the lore to this world. This I, world of islands. All these cultures so, I have in my head and these races. And I just I want to start getting that out. Journey is your your game, yeah. and then and then Sanctum is your setting. It's a fantasy setting, yeah. I also okay. working in my head is my head works without me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's its own entity, and it's building a sci-fi cyberpunk setting we've discussed before, and it's started working on a low fantasy uh, like uh, grimdark setting as well. Hmm. Oh, like a nitty, like a gritty, like low magic kind of thing. Yeah, low magic, human based, just dark, gory, horry kind of setting. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I've been, I've just made up the character, and now I have like a whole world in my head. I want to write it all down. Inspiration is a wonderful feeling. Yeah, that's why it's been so much fun uh, taking a break from Journey to work on this Lich stuff. Uh, it's just nice to get away from something that's you've been nonstop working on for two months. Yeah, it was like all just all this stuff is just a cool aesthetic and things they look at. Like everything is just works. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well, that's my my specialty. I make things look pretty. Um, I'm not a great artist, but I have experience as a designer, which makes me a decent director. So putting all this mm-hmm. together um, to make sure that whatever you decide to do, at least it'll look great as well oh, yeah. as read well. You know, it, like, I, I definitely have that feeling of I have like a, a bit of a leg up from some other beginnings. Um, that's what I'm it. trying to do for you. So I'm just trying to give you a little you like, you know, like. Here's here's a platform to stand on. Now just go shout to the world and tell them tell them all the stories you want to tell them. Oh yeah. Speaking of stories, uh, I popped two fonts into your system uh, today. Your your Milanote. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called Xanthi, and it's like a a blocky serif. Uh, that's gonna be like your text. Like so, when you write out your stuff, uh, when you publish it, publish it in that font. Okay. Any notes or diary entries that are handwritten by Mordivius, yeah. that's what that lower font is for. Yeah, like um, you know, when you read like the Xanathar's Guide or something, like Xanathar himself puts like notes in, or like Mordenkainen's exactly. Tome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be... That's gonna look like handwritten. So, so why is Xanthi in all caps? Xanthian uh, in all caps, or Xanthia in all caps, just for the headlines, mm-hmm. and then regular for body text, like the small text. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I spent I spent too many hours today uh, going over fonts and figuring uh, out what would be best for this brand. I'm still just looking at this like shirt. Like I'm so surprised how well it was photoshopped into this picture. Like yeah, it's fo- so- it's folding in with the shirt, like in everything. Yeah, place it is a uh, um, a mock-up site. You can go there. You can drop any graphic, and they'll pop it into a thing. They charge you, and I so I 
used screen capturing to steal this, but uh, <laughs> that's why their watermark's still on it. FBI agent listening to our podcast, please disregard. And we're not using it for commercial purposes, so it's technically fine. Um, it's just an example here to see, like, look, this would look nice on a shirt. Then you mm-hmm. can go, you know, make a nice. And I, I figured brown would be the best shirt color um, for the copper rather than just straight. either that, or like a black or a gray or something. Or gray's not bad. Brown uh, keeps it nice and warm because it's a very warm tone image. Um, mm-hmm. I, I went with a, a brown just for for that reason. But really, you can use almost any color. Uh, white looks fine. Black looks fine. Oh yeah, gray looks fine. Uh, I just thought brown looked the best. Um, yeah, no, like I, I agree with it. Um, I like it's just um, uh, I love like metallic colors, like all the copper and, and bronze and stuff. It works out really well. I was really worried you were gonna hate this because you've told me a thousand times you like gold, but I'm like, but I know copper is the better color for this, and I'm hoping to be able to convince him of that. I. Um, I have my own personal aesthetics, like no, like I, but I still can enjoy something when I see it, you know. Mm. Like I still do, and I still do enjoy this a lot. I'm gonna use it like everywhere. It's, it's like that's, it's good. Like it's, I love it. Is something missing? Something's missing. What's missing? Oh, whoops. No, the... you, I had it moved over there because you had it layered on top of each other. I couldn't see everything properly. Just gonna reorganize a little bit but anyway um <laughs> yeah right, right, recording a podcast we're sitting here yeah. not talking for right, 30 minutes. <laughs> right now uh right now i'm um i think i'm caught between i had this idea for a set of dungeons i've told you about right yes Do um you say the name or you want to keep that a secret We'll see. Um, okay, that's fair. Because I'll work more on it. But the problem is, should I release it based on the sign that it, the month I want to release something on, or or, re- or release them in whatever order I'm working on it? For yeah. example, the crab you should versus be working the on them so in an order that will allow you to release them in the proper time. Okay, so I need to go work on the crab. So yeah, like, uh, so is crab next month? Crab is the end of this month. And, okay, uh, and not, August. Not the crab. You want to work on the next one. I believe that is Leo. The lion. Okay. okay. So what you want to do is you want to get Leo the lion done by this month. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to release it until it's time for Leo. Yeah, which will be... You want to put it out maybe five days in advance so that Dungeon Masters have time to read and learn the module Mm -hmm. and then can prepare it for their games. And then you you want to put it out five days in advance of the sign, whatever the sign transition is. And you're going to have to pick a calendar because many calendars, they're slightly different. Actually, I even have a 13th one that I was going to work on as a bonus content because there's a 13th sign that has recently popped up in the yeah, past uh, few I've decades. It, whatever. <laughs> hey, it's another it's another point of yeah, inspiration, exactly. you know? Exactly. So it's it works. For fucking dungeon, so why not? It's more content. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is really because you start now, right? And you finish Leo by the end of this month. Then you have next month to work on the next one. And the month yeah. of the next one. And before you know it, you'll be three months ahead. Mm-hmm. Where you just have your content set up to automatically publish itself. You can, you can then take a break for three months while you think of what you're going to do next for a series and start another series. Because you'll already have content ready to distribute itself while you're taking a break. Oh yeah. I also with this chance of Leo, it gives me a chance to maybe include some of those uh, new Leo Lion races from Mr. Garcia Theros. Oh yeah. I've been picking at bits of that because there's a lot of God stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good juicy stuff in there. It's a really, really good book. I I hate to say it. I, I have enjoyed this book more than Mercer's book. Mercer's book is great. And please don't everybody send bombs to my house or anything. But uh, Theros has been 
an endless source of inspiration for me since I've got it. I mean, Greek stuff is just good. It, it, yeah, it, it's it's, it's amazing. Greek. Yeah. <laughs> like I I sure I should know. I was a I've been a Percy Jackson fan like all my life. I love that stuff. Uh, you're gonna hate me, but I've only seen the movies. <laughs> oh, everyone! You need. I mean, I wouldn't say you have to read the books. They are geared for very like a middle school age, but they I do get that. rather. Harry they, do get, they do get rather good and serious towards um the second series when Percy's like more grown up. One of these days, I'll probably uh grab it on Audible if it's available. Oh, they should definitely have audiobooks. Um, it's it's still it's good. It's just if you read it as like your mind, you have to think like reading it now. You have to think, oh well, this is what a kid would like find funny and stuff. But there are some genuinely funny moments that anyone of any age can learn. So, for example, being a kid's book, you know, backed by Disney, they can't really curse all that much, right? So there's this iconic moment in one of the books where they go to the Hoover Dam because of whatever reason they have a quest to do there. I don't want to spoil spoilers. They go to the Hoover. They go to the Hoover Dam, and every single thing they refer to, they put in the word "damn" first. Like, I'm gonna go to that damn uh, restaurant. I'm gonna go to that damn uh, drinking fountain. Like, That's this hilarious. that was his way to like That's get hilarious. out of. Yeah, it, it was his way of like getting around the no cursing rule, and it was the he did like 30 jokes. It was the funniest. One hundred percent. If we ever went to a dam in our in our D and D game. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the party would do that. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Because everyone, everyone, they see the opportunity. They're like, "I could be clever. Yeah, I would like to do that." I up this damn opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're all children. <laughs> it's all good. Oh boy. Um. Oh yeah, it's getting late. So let's uh, let's wrap it up, man. All right. Well, it was uh, good talking. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll see you next week. See you. Bye now.